Good morning, Abundant Life. Amen. In the spirit of worship, uh, which this is a form of worship, greeting each other, we're going to continue in that same vein. This morning, um, we've mentioned before that we want our church to be a house of prayer. Amen. Did you hear what I said? A house. Jesus said his house shall be called a house of prayer. So what happens during the week around Abundant Life, we have intercessors who are praying. There are people who come early in the morning at church who open up our doors, who pray, staff prays. And I know that you are praying, but we want to pray as a congregation. We want to make this a habit of praying. So I hope this morning that you are exhorted. I hope that you are encouraged by prayer. I want to start this morning by sharing something with you. As I was driving my car yesterday, I said, Lord, what do you want to do uniquely today? Because there's, a, there's, a, there's some things that we want, to, we want to lead you in prayer this morning. And the Lord spoke to me this. He said, share your prayer request. This very week, I got calls from people, either through an email or through a phone call, where they asked me to pray. Listen to what people asked me to pray. These are either praises or prayers. Pray for my mom. She's speaking to me now after a period of silence. After service a week ago, I took my dad to the emergency room, and he's in a nursing home now. Pray for the person. Pray for me. I'm praying, but I'm also chanting. So that means they're doing Buddhism some chants, and they're praying. Pray for me. I need to get back to the Lord. Pray for my brother. He's waiting for the results of a test, possibly cancer of the esophagus. Pray for me if the Lord will open up an internship for me in London at Oxford. Pray for my mom. She was rushed to the hospital. It may be a stroke. That happened to me this very week. And the question I asked myself, not you, but I asked myself, did I stop and pray? Did I pause and think about these very prayer requests in one week that came to me? These are concerns that are on people's hearts. And they're so deeply important. We just prayed for a family of a brother that I've known for almost 20 years, who is the usher who smiled and greeted me every day. I saw him at the renewal of fellowship a couple weeks ago. He's gone. But we rejoice because Craig knew the Lord. But today is now, saints. It's now. We have an opportunity to worship the Lord, the King of Kings. The King of Kings. He is so worthy. So worthy of our praises. And if I would continue with this list and tell you my personal needs, I could add two or three lines of prayer that I'm praying for myself. But you know what? When I'm praying when for others, I don't even have time to pray for myself. And it's such a blessing for us to lift up the name of Jesus. We are in a climate now, saints, where the world is changing in minutes. In minutes. I remember we would just hear things and it would just be months and years, but they're in minutes. So my exhortation to you this morning, it's now. 
And our message this morning is we're going deeper. ALC, we're going deeper. We're going deeper. We're going to pray. We're going to be people of prayer. We're going to pray. We're going deeper. So my call to action, which I'll remind you at the end of the service, is when someone asks you to pray, pray now. Grab their hands and pray now. I'm telling myself, pray now. The video, please. Sinking deeper. I want you to meditate when you listen to this. Could you lower the lights? Let the Lord minister to you. Think about the goodness of the Lord. His mercies endureth forever.
think about the goodness of the Lord. Jesus, you're the only one who can do it. Your love is so deep, Jesus. I hope that ministered to you as it ministered to me. I have the privilege and honor to serve alongside and co-labor with staff uh, here at Abundant Life who you, from different ministries that you may be involved in who serve. And this morning what we're going to do is our staff is going to lead us in worship and prayer. And I want you, the scripture says, with the spirit of the Lord is there is liberty. And if it means that you move out your chair and you move around this building or you come to this altar and you pray, you let the Lord lead you. But we are going to worship the Lord and we are going to pray because it is a time now to pray. And we want to be a body that prays. We don't want to talk the talk. 
We want to walk the walk. And you walk the walk by practicing what you believe. You practice what you believe. I learned how to pray from a woman now who is 87 years old, who I call Mother Owens, who led me to the Lord while I was working a corporate job in San Francisco. And I would leave San Francisco and come to San Jose to pray with her. I thought people who knew me at the life that I lived prior to that thought I was crazy. But God had did such a work, saints, that my life had changed. And prayer became an essential ingredient of my life. And there are times that I didn't do it as well. There, was, there were periods in my life where I just stepped back and I retreated. But Lord knows I know the power of prayer. I know the power of prayer. And I don't want us to be asleep. I don't want us to have lethargy or be a, sitting back. I want us to be powerful people who believe in the powerful name of Jesus Christ. This is what we need. So don't be afraid. If you are timid, I say be bold. And if I say if you're bold, be more bold. Time is now. Gareth. So thanks, Rachel, for giving me an opportunity to speak. Uh, so when uh, Elder Rachel first asked me to give a reflection, the first thing I thought of was how God speaks to me through experience. And the biggest event that's happened to me recently uh, is the fact that I got married. Thank you, thank you. And so God's been teaching me a lot of my relationship with him through marriage. So hopefully there are a few newly marrieds that can relate or at least some married people that remember what it was like when you first got married, and maybe you can, you can um, relate more closely to some of the experiences that I'm sharing. So first thing, I realized that marriage is not like dating. Very much not like dating. Because when, when you're dating somebody, you can put your best foot forward. You can like dress up, put on your makeup if you're a girl, whatever, and they only see the best side of you. But in marriage, it's very, very different. You have to keep it real because they see you warts and all. They see you when you get up in the morning, the, the first time you get up in the morning. They see you as a couch potato. They see, you, they see all your bad stuff. Uh, but the profound thing is that when somebody sees everything and still loves you again, that's really, really powerful. And I think our Father is very much like that as well. Our Father in heaven... He wants relationship with us, and he wants us to keep it real. And so no more fake facades. Uh, to, to be able to show him all of you and realize that he still loves you completely, that's just the most awesome feeling. So that was the first thing marriage taught me. The second thing marriage taught me was uh, listening. Um, the relationship is built when you listen twice as much as you speak. And for me, that was very difficult because I do have opinions. I like to speak, um, but it's a lot harder to just sit back and listen. Uh, sometimes uh, even uh, trying to do something for the other person isn't as important as listening to them. Uh, for example, taking out the garbage. Um, that's good, but listening is more important. Um, sooner or later, you will have to take out the garbage, but 
listening is the most important thing because when you listen, they know that you have your, they, you know, they know that you, they have your heart. That's right. Um, and so God is very much like a wife from that perspective. Uh, he wants us to listen to him. And prayer is very much listening as well, not so much talking. Uh, very often our prayer is mostly us talking to God. It's like, God, can you heal me? Can you help me? Can you bless me? Can you do this? Can you do that? All for me. Um, or sometimes even we spend our times being so busy doing things for God, like taking out the trash. But that's not what he really wants. What he really wants is to know that he has our heart. So I'm going to keep it quiet. Um, the passage that I wanted to read, oh, perfect, it's up there, <laughs> is from Psalm 27, verse 4, where it says, One thing I ask from the Lord, this only do I seek, that I might dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, to gaze upon the beauty of the Lord and to seek him in his temple. And to me, that speaks of kind of like a marriage. It's like I don't want to just go to the temple once a week. I want to go to the temple and I want to dwell there. I want to stay in his presence. I want to allow him to see everything of me and to change everything of me. And so uh, I'm going to pray now, but really I'm going to keep it short and sweet because I want to give an opportunity for you to listen, uh, from you, for you to hear specifically from God for yourself. Um, and what I would encourage you to do is that maybe if he's, well, not if, when he speaks to you, to write it down or to maybe share it with somebody close because that's when it becomes real. Um, and, and basically what he says is important. It's much more important than anything I have to say. So let's pray. <coughs> so, Father, we just come to you now. We thank you that you are the lover of our soul, that you know us intimately, that you uh, know every hair on our head and that you are ultimately concerned uh, with every aspect uh, of our life. So as we come before you, we just want to quieten ourselves down. We want to rest in your presence. We want to soak in your presence. We want to see your beauty, uh, and we just want to listen. So as we quieten our hearts, we just ask that you would speak to us in real and powerful ways. And we just commit this time to you in Jesus' name. Amen. Just take a moment now just to meditate on what Garrett has said. Going deeper in relationships. It's more about listening than talking. Thank you, Lord, for what you're doing in our midst. Rosemary Nola is director of community outreach here, community involvement at Abundant Life, and she's going to lead us in going deeper in worship. Thanks, Arshel. Good morning, Abundant Life. 
So it's interesting because when Arshel asked us to do this, um, we didn't have a plan. He just said, what is God sharing on your heart? And so we shared in that meeting, and it was so beautiful to watch the Lord just weave it all together into this theme that's about going deeper, deeper in him. And so I had the honor of just sharing how I've gone deeper in worship. I don't know if anybody's taking the study of Revelation right now. It's pretty powerful, very timely. Um, but it certainly is very convicting to see just the worship that takes place. I'm going to read in a little bit of a verse from that, um, that book. Um, but first I want to focus on a few other um, verses that the Lord gave me, because the word is full of how to worship him. It's not like we even have to wonder. He gave us an idea of what that looks like. And so I just want to share a few passages with you. Just think about what these words are saying. The first one is in First Chronicles 16.29 out of the NLT version, and it says, Give to the Lord the glory he deserves. Bring your offering and come into his presence. Worship the Lord in all his splendor. And the second verse is from Psalm 29.2, and it reads, Give unto the Lord the glory due his name. Worship the Lord in the beauty of holiness. Holiness. And if you notice, I had them highlight in red the words give because it struck me as I was just getting these scriptures. It's about giving. Worship's about giving to the Lord because he gives so much to us. So much to us. We have so much to be grateful for. And so it's our time. Yes, we pray and we ask and the Lord gives to us. But it's not just about what we're getting from the Lord. It's about what are we giving him? What are we offering? It said bring your offering. And that offering, it's a sacrifice. It's a sacrifice of the fruit of our lips of praise to the one who is worthy of all our praise all our praise. So I just ask um, that as a church, as individuals, because we are the church, that we go deeper into worship with the Lord because we say, Lord, I want your presence. I want to feel that you're near. But in order to do that, he says, we got to draw near to him in order for him to draw near to us. And if you want to experience the Lord and know him for all that he is, You've got to worship and spend that time in worship. And like Gareth said, it's not even about always talking to him. Sometimes you can just say those words right with your heart. And sometimes you just need to shout it to the mountains. So this last verse I wanted uh, to share again is from um, Revelations, and it's from chapter 5, verses 11 through 14. And it says, Then I looked... And I heard the voice of many angels around the throne, the living creatures and the elders, and the number of them was 10,000 times 10,000 and thousands and thousands. Thousands. That's amazing. And they were shouting, they were saying to the Lord, Worthy is the Lamb who was slain to receive power and riches and wisdom and strength and honor and glory and blessing. Every creature, not just one, every creature 
And get it, it's not just people. We're talking angelic beings. We're talking creatures, interesting creatures in Revelation. Praise God. On heaven and on earth and under the earth and such that are in the sea and all that are in them. And I heard them saying, blessing and honor and glory and power be to him who sits on the throne, the throne, and to the Lamb be forever and ever. And then the four living creatures said, Amen to that. And the 24 elders fell down, fell down and worshipped him. Family of God, are we falling down before the Lord and worshipping him? Really? I was so convicted by that in, in, the, in the book of Revelation. I'm like, I don't always fall down before the Lord and worship. He is so worthy. I mean, if it was just the cross and what he did on the cross, that would be enough. That would be enough. But then you think about every single thing that he's done for us, every single thing, and you just want to pour it out on him like the woman with the alabaster box poured out her oil on Jesus' feet. Are we doing that with our lives? Are we pouring it out every single drop? Because we're a living sacrifice. That's our offering. We're a living sacrifice to the Lord, Romans 12:1 says. A living sacrifice. And that is the worship that is pleasing and acceptable to him in his sight. Family of God, the time is now as our shelf. The time is now to go deeper in worship. I so believe we're in the last days. There's every sign indicating it. It's not like he told us didn't tell us what to expect or what to look for and it is there and it's every moment coming closer and closer and closer to us so now is the time to go deeper into worship to experience the presence because if we're going to go out and reach a lost world they're going to need to know something's different about us and i don't know about you but i get real different when i'm in the presence of the lord real different and you should be able to see just this whole part of your countenance that says she's been spending time with the lord or he's been spending time with the Lord, because you can tell a real difference when the presence of the Lord is upon you. So I just want us to take this time to just really worship. If you want to kneel, if you want to stand, if you want to dance the aisles, if you want to sing out to the Lord, don't think about anybody. This isn't about us. This is about God. It's about your time with God. So don't even think about anybody who's around you. I'm not even thinking that you're here right now because I don't like to be up in front of people. So you're not technically here right now. I'm just in the Lord right now. And just worship. Just worship. And so I'm going to have a song playing so you can just enter in. God invites us to enter into his presence. And it is our response by our heart's longing to enter in with him. Hallelujah, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. To love each other, to serve God, to forgive each other, and to be forgiven. The splendor of the King.
you're holy Lord you're holy audio visual team can you put on the song Lord you're holy
calling. Amen. Church degree will, will come forward. Cheryl's outreach. Cheryl. Cheryl's going to minister to us about going deeper and trusting God. You know, I know I asked um, if I could have something to the side, but <laughs> I'm going to use this part right here. I'm, you understand why when I share with you what my reflections is. Um, I just want to pray right now. Heavenly Father, how awesome you are and how thankful I am for this opportunity, Father, for you to use me. I pray that, Father, I will not say anything other than what you want me to say. So use me, Holy Spirit, in Jesus' name. Um, good morning, Abundant Life. My name is Cheryl Degree, and I serve on the chaplaincy ministry team. My reflection is on simply trust. Simply trust. And I know that sometimes... When we hear that word, sometimes it's just so casual. You know, we say, oh, just trust God. Oh, just simply trust what he's going to do. But it actually goes much, much deeper than that. Recently, I had a task that I needed to do, and that task seemed a little bit daunting for me, a little bit overwhelming. So I went to God, and I, you know, went to him just like we, you know, we may always do when we have an issue or when we have a child. A, a trial or a trouble or whatever we're going to him for. And I went to him with, with my petition, and he told me, simply trust. Simply trust. In that very quiet voice, and I knew that sometimes um, when God is speaking to us in that quiet voice, we really need to listen to what he's saying. And when he told me to simply trust, it wasn't just trusting in what I needed him to do. It went deeper than that. See, a lot of times we kind of operate on that side of things. You know, we, we want to trust God for more and more and more. We want to trust God to give us our job. We want to trust God to heal us. We want to trust. And those things are good. But God is calling us to a deeper trust. And what that means is simply trust who he is. Trust who he is when we think about that. And, you know, when I was thinking about that, I'm like, Father, I can't even phantom what you mean to trust about who you are because I don't even, I'm trying to get to know you day after day after day. I'm trying to walk more with you day after day after day. I trust you. Simply trust you. What do you mean by that? And the Holy Spirit simply told me that what it means is that we need to hold on to God. We need to hold on to who he is. When we think about that, he's all-knowing. He's all-powerful. He's, he's, he's just, the, he, he has everything, and he can do everything. With him, nothing is impossible. So if sometimes when we're, when we're actually asking God, um, then we're saying that we're trusting him, we actually think, you know, I'm going to trust him for this. But if it don't come through, sometimes we question, God, do you hear me? God, are you real? And heaven for sake, God, do you love me? 
God is saying we have to go deeper in getting to know him. Let that trust be not in his gift and his blessings, but in who he is. Our God is an awesome God. He's wonderful. He's, there's nothing he would withhold from us. But if we seek first his kingdom and after his righteousness, all these other things he's going to add on to us. Don't you know if we get to know who our Father is, we're not going to fear. We're not going to doubt. We're not going to be frustrated because it's like we don't care what comes. What comes, life is going to happen. Life is going to come. And we're not going to care because why? We know who our Father is. And we know if he has our back, that's all we need. And that's all who we need. 2016. You know, 2015, I ended it with asking God, wanting to bring this petition, petition to him for this daunting task I was facing. I didn't know how to, how to get through it. But in 2016, I said, no more. No more, Father. Am I going to focus on man? I'm going to focus on my situations. I'm going to focus on my trials. I'm going to focus on my desires. I am going to focus on you. You are my king. You are my life. You are everything that I can ever be. And that's my prayer for all of us, is that we trust God. Simply trust who he is. And everything else we will receive as we walk in the boldness of who our Father is. The scriptures that I had to share, and the first one I'm going to share, I'm, just, I'm not going to do the whole thing, is Psalms 145. And it says this, The Lord is gracious and compassionate, slow to anger and rich in love. The Lord is good to all. He has compassion on all he has made. All your works praise you, Lord. Your faithful people extol you. They tell of the glory of your kingdom and speak your might. God, thank you, Jesus. So that all people may know of your mighty acts and the glorious splendor of your kingdom. Your kingdom is everlasting and your dominion endures through all generations. The Lord is trustworthy in all his promises and faithful in all he does. I can't focus on my situation. I have to focus on the one who is faithful to me, who will help me overcome everything that I need to overcome and be the person who I'm supposed to be. My second scripture reading is Isaiah 12, 5 through 6. Sing to the Lord. For he has done glorious things. Let this be known to all the world. Shout aloud and sing for joy, people of Zion. Don't worry about tomorrow. Don't, don't, don't worry about what God is going to do or how he's going to work out the situation. Shout now. Even in the midst of your trials, shout now. Even in the midst of the sickness, shout now. Even in the midst of where you don't understand the uncertainty and you don't even know how you're going to get through today, shout now. And sing for joy, people of Zion. For great is the Holy One of Israel among you. He's great. Our God is great. And that's what he wants us to know. He's so, you know, he, it's so easy for us to, to go up and down and up and down in our faith. But if our eyes are on the one 
who God is and on the attributes of who he is. We will stay up there and we will go to the depths of the depths of where God wants to take us and the heights to the heights of where he wants to take us. My last scripture, um, the last thing I just want to tell you is that God is, is Jehovah El Elohim. He's all strong, all power, all knowing, nothing, nothing is above or below him. He is everything. So why will we not keep our focus there? Father, you're wonderful and awesome. And we thank you for who you are. You are God, our King. Father, thy kingdom come, your will be done in our life. Holy Spirit, we are asking you to teach us who our Father is. 2016 is a new year. We want to go into the knowing who our Father is completely so that we can walk strong and mighty in his will and in his ways and in his word. We thank you so much for all that you're going to do for each of us, Father. It's a new beginning for all of us. Every single day is a new beginning for all of us. And we can just hold on to your righteous right hand and look to you for who you are. We're going to just simply trust in who you are. Amen. Praise God. Aren't you glad that there is one whom you can trust? Who do you trust? Who do you trust? Come on, I can't hear you this morning. Praise God. He's worth making some noise about. And I'm not just speaking about noise, but God is worthy. He's worthy of praise and honor and glory because he is full of might and power. Hallelujah. Aren't you glad you serve a God like that? He's wonderful, magnificent. He's our soon coming king. Hallelujah. Nobody can take you where God can take you this morning. Hallelujah. Thank you, God. Aren't you thankful that we're in a place where we can worship, where we can just cry out? Do do you know that there are places where uh, the name of Jesus is banned? You don't dare speak out. But we are in a place. We are free. And he that the Son has set free is free indeed. So you're free this morning. You're free this morning. And we thank God for that. We thank God. We thank God for trust. We thank God for relationships. We thank God for worship. And now at this time, I believe Dami is going to come. For, just before Dami starts, I just want to introduce Dami. Dami is in Safari Kids. Amen. Okay, Dami. Busu. Just to clarify, I'm not one of the children, okay? Um, I just want to say hello. Hi, church. And um, also, can I be real with you today? Okay, so I'm going to get in your purse, as some people say. Okay, so today is my focus is to be in the Word, being in God's Word. 
Um, when I was told that I would be coming up here to do this <laughs> and having to come up with something to talk about, my initial reaction was, I am not getting up there. I do not want to share. Um, I have nothing to share. It's none of anyone else's business, all this kind of stuff. I just was, you know, just being really negative. And the thing is, the honest truth is, during this time, all of last year and um, really most of the end of last year and leading up to now, I've been dealing with a lot of things. Physically, mentally, and spiritually, I have been at war. And I'm going to be real with y'all today. So with all of these things, and some of you guys will be able to relate, or maybe all of you will be able to relate, but when you are dealing with things and it keeps piling on and piling on, you are challenged. I was challenged last year, and I am challenged now. Something that I am here to share with all of you is that if you dig deep into God's word, and the, I have to admit, when all this stuff was going on, I was withdrawing. I was removing myself. I'm like, I can answer this to my, I can answer this myself. I've got this. I'm seeking counsel from all these other people. I re re reverted back to some old habits of coping with some of these things. But I'm here to share with you guys that everything, there is a guide right here. It is in God's word. Everything that was brought up, worship, getting deeper in relationship with God, trusting him, the best way that we can do that, the best way that we can cultivate those skills or those trusts, those, those demonstrations to God is knowing his word. That is the base. And I, I can relate. Some of you may be sitting in these seats now that have no idea what the books of the Bible are, have no idea um, any scriptures. Maybe you've heard stories, things like that. That's kind of how I coasted with my faith. So I have been challenged, and this week was such a blessing because I was challenged to share, and it brought me deeper in the Word. Um, I've read it more than I have, sadly, like this entire last year. Yes, I teach children, but it's different when you're getting into the Word for yourself, okay? And so... Um, a scripture that popped up to me when I instantly was like, the word is what I'm going to talk about. Um, I turned to my Bible, and actually, can everyone either pull out your Bible, or um, I just want us to get the feel of really getting in the word, because it's only through practice that we'll be able to really, you know, uh, re refer back to this when, when times really do get tough. So you can look in your word or look on the screen. There's no judgment here. Um, I opened up my Bible, and I was looking at things. You know, I was like, okay, I'm a little rusty. And uh, the interesting thing is, and Miss Rosemary actually mentioned the first chapter, but um, Romans chapter 12, um, let me share a little thing. 
I am like particular about my Bible. I do not like to write in it. I know people have like tattered Bibles. I want mine to stay pristine. I don't know why, but that's just me. And when I turn to the page, Romans 12, um, which my, I'm specifically pulling from Romans 12 too, I had a star in pen on my Bible right next to that verse. I have not looked in my Bible. Um, I haven't looked at that passage, but as I read it, I literally have gone to this passage so many times before. And to be reminded is also a way to remind myself that, what am I doing? Keep going to the word. Everything is here. God has guided us. And he has his promises and he has his, his, um, his definition of who we really are in him. So that whenever the world is telling us who we are or who we should be, get back into the word. If you are feeling discouraged, get back into the word. And that is what I'm here to tell someone here today. Do not be ashamed if you're, you know, don't try to fake it. You got to know God's word. We cannot fake it through our faith at all anymore. And I, I agree with everyone who was up here and speaking it. This is urgent, urgent, urgent. I really challenge every single one of you to really reassess your faith and really see areas that you can grow and areas that you can dig deeper. And um, I really like what Pastor Emmanuel said uh, two weeks ago, and just starting small, baby steps. And for those of you who are um, well-seasoned in your faith and really know the words, maybe find someone to mentor, to come alongside, to really encourage. I really um, have been really just praying just for this entire church, and not just this church as a building, but really church as a body of Christians really coming together, supporting each other, and really just growing stronger, because every day is a battle, every moment is a battle, so we got to come together to fight. So here's the um, passage that I uh, chose. I memorized it, but now my nerves are getting to me, so... (laughs) Do not conform any longer to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good and pleasing and perfect will. When I read that, I just started bawling (laughs) because I need a renewing of my mind And the way I can renew my mind is really just digging deep in God's word. And I was um, just floored by um, not being ashamed, but really just being like, all right, Lord, thank you for all your second chances. Thank you for your promises in the word. And I just pray that us as a church, me as an individual with my relationship with God, that I can just dig deeper in his word, know his promises and to know the characters that he has so I can really proclaim them in my own life. So that's what I really wanted to share with you guys today. I'm going to pray. Okay. Dear Lord, you are an awesome God. I am shocked every day that you uh, have laid down your life for me, meager old me, or young me. (laughs) And I am just so... Uh, thankful that I have someone who's got my back 
someone who is pushing me to be the best me, someone who is there when I'm tripping and I'm falling, someone who is there to heal, someone who is there to really truly be a counselor beyond the people that can can speak into anyone's life, Lord Jesus. You are the Almighty. I am so, so thankful, Lord, that you have chosen to be our Father. And you, just unconditional love that you've poured out on all of us. I pray for this moment that people hear your word now and a seed is planted. And I just pray that anyone sitting in these seats that does not feel your love, that they feel it now and that they can get in the word and know the true promises that you have for us, Lord Jesus. Lord, we are in times where we cannot fake it any longer, Lord. Challenge us, Lord. Push us. Let us help push each other to really know what you're all about and what it really is about to be Christian. May our actions, may our minds be transformed, and may we know that you are just a loving God and you have a will for us that is pleasing and that is perfect. Thank you. Amen. Thank you, Tommy. Praise God. I want to thank all the warriors of Abundant Life for ALCF. Um, we have a couple more things we want to do as a body together just before we depart in service. But you want to play something? Oh, Lord. 
scripture that just really, really blows my mind in that I'm able to come before the Lord, to worship him, to praise him for who he is. And it says, I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. The humble shall hear thereof, and we will be glad. So I praise God for who he is and, and what, he, what he has promised to us. One of the things that we wanted to do this morning was to challenge you. Our theme was going deeper. Now, I, when I say that, I, I also think about the time when uh, the... Uh, disciples they were fishing and they hadn't caught anything and the master said to them watch out into the deep cast your net over here now I want to say to somebody this morning perhaps you haven't caught anything but troubles perhaps you haven't caught anything but woes perhaps you don't feel good this morning Perhaps you don't, uh, your finances are not where they should be or where you think they should be. You forget that he is our Jehovah Jireh. He is our Jehovah Rapha. He is our El Shaddai. He is our Jehovah Nisi. He is everything to you. Now that ought to put a praise on your mouth today. A couple of weeks ago, during the worship, if you sang, you know we said, ain't no rock going to cry in my place. So you need to worship now. Amen. Later is too late. Amen. You need to say hallelujah, hallelujah. right now. Hallelujah. You need to say praise the Lord right now. Bless your name, Lord. You need to bow down right now. And if you want to fall face down right now, thank you, Lord. We need to bless him today. He's worthy. There's nobody that you can go to in an instant. This instant. Can you get a, a, a can you get an appointment with our president? And how long will it take you? What about the Queen of England? How long will it take you? Even your boss, you can't just walk in. But we know somebody. We know somebody that we can call on and we can go right now. So there's no reason for us not worshiping, not coming to the throne room. The door's always open. Always open. And no matter how, why, how you cry out, he hears you. If you cry out in pain, he hears you. If you're just really, really, you know, this is a bad day. Listen, we got to stop saying that. There's no bad day if you're walking, standing upright. If you can raise your hands right now, do it because this is a good day. This is a good day. This is a day that the Lord has made. We should rejoice and be glad in it. 
So we want to pray. We want to thank God. Now, I can't pray for you. (laughs) But I'm going to try. You pray for me. Let's pray for one another. So before we go home, I I want to just challenge you to launch out into the deep. And before we leave today, let's pray together. Oh, God. Oh, God, we bless your name today. We give you honor. We give you glory because you are the only wise king. And, Father, we declare that ain't no rock going to cry in our place. Ain't no tree going to lift its branches. And ain't no bird going to sing more than we're going to sing to you. We thank you, God for your great love, mercy, and your grace. We thank you for Jesus who shed his precious blood that we might come to know you. Oh, God, thank you. Thank you that even right now he's gone to prepare a place for us. He's seated at the right hand of God. Thank you, God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah to the Lamb, the one who was and is and is to come. The one who will receive us unto himself. We're not orphans this morning. We have a heavenly father. And we have a king. King of kings and Lord of lords. He is Lord of our lives. And we bless you today. We magnify your name. We praise you. You're the one who has provided for us. Lord, you're the one who has healed our bodies. Oh, God, you're the one that has protected us day after day after day. You've led us through dangers, seen and unseen. You've made a way. You've given us favor. Hallelujah. Oh, God, come on, saints. If he's given you favor, say praise you. Hallelujah. Say thank you, Lord. If he's ever healed your body, say thank you, God. If he's ever paid, made a way for you to pay your bills. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. We bless your name. Thank you for being in this place with us. Thank you, God, that you are always with us. You said you'd never leave us. And more so, Father, you said you'd never forsake us. We bless your name. Thank you, Lord. We can't bless your name enough. You're worthy. You're worthy. You're holy. You're holy. If we could sing like the angels, Father, we would sing to you today. God, we would say, holy, holy, holy. Hallelujah. We bless you, Lord. We magnify your name. King of kings. Lord of lords. Lord of our lives. Healer. Strong deliverer, Thank you, Jesus. mighty God, Glory to God, everlasting Father, Jehovah Jireh, Hallelujah, Hallelujah, Glory to Your name. You're worthy, You're worthy, You're worthy, and we praise You. We honor and adore You. Oh, God, we lift our hearts and our minds, our thoughts to you, God. Fill us, God. Fill us this day. Let us go away from this place filled. And help us, Lord, to grow deep, to go deeper. Deeper. Deeper yet, I pray. 
Thank you, God. Oh, God, thank you for this time. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, God, that you accept our praise. You accept our worship, Father. Thank you, God, that you will fill us and refill us, God, even as we empty out this morning. In the name of Jesus. Now, I want to tell you something. In order to go deeper, sometimes you got to empty out. Sometimes you haven't made enough room. So if you haven't made enough room today, let's make some room. There's room here. He's here this morning. And he loves each one of us. He loves you too much to leave you alone. So we just want to, we want to grow deeper as a body of believers. We want to go deeper, deeper. And the only way we can do that is to seek his face. Worship. Be a worshiper. Learn to be a worshiper. That gets God's attention. Learn to go deep in his word. That's our instruction. And, and, and his love letters are in there. Look for them. He loves you very, very much. We are loved people. We're loved very much. So let's love him back. Love him back. 